welcome to New Age Raid, a podcast about spirituality in the modern age. My name is Brody, and I shall be your host. So, to get things started, um, I thought I'd introduce myself. Um, Like I said, my name's Brody, and currently I'm kind of on this brand new journey as someone who's into spirituality. Um, Part of the purpose of this whole podcast is to um, provide an exploration of spirituality from like a truly new age perspective. Obviously, that's a loaded word, but um, what I mean when I say new age is that in this modern world that we lived in, I think organized religion, um, with all of its drawbacks and its abuses, is no longer useful as, as it once was. Um, clearly, that's not totally true. There's definitely some good things about organized religion, but I think most people my age, us millennials, and um, a lot of older folks too, are coming to realize that organized religion just isn't satisfying the human need for contact with the d- divine, and that we need to find a new and dynamic way of doing that that doesn't have those same drawbacks. So I call it New Age Raid um, in the sense that we're going to be Vikings of spirituality. We're going to kind of break in, find things that are useful, and um, integrate them into our lives. Um, this is a somewhat of a newbie perspective from my end. Um, I've been dabbling for quite a while in exploring these new practices, and I'll get into my personal history in a bit. Um, but we're going to get into these practices and look at them in a well-researched and sincere way, um, talk about what works and what doesn't, um, but also about what's beautiful inside these different systems. Um, but at the same time, I feel like we've got a lot of podcasts that are out there that the objective of which seems to be with uh, to be disproving things, um, looking at these different religions like Scientology, um, a lot of these new age movements and finding what's wrong with them. Um, we're going to do the opposite. Not that we're going to be duped. Um, we're going to look at things as the way they are, but we're looking for the good here. Um, I think many people share, share a sentiment with me about the Lord of the Rings films that one of the best parts is this speech from Sam where he talks about and they're asking why they're doing all the hard things that they're doing. That um, He talks about the fact that there's some good in this world and it's worth fighting for. So that's what we're doing, is we're looking for some good um, in the practices that have come about. Um, not only just the New Age, but from religion and spirituality across human history. Um, and part of that, um, part of this is is obviously going to be me, I'm sharing my own perspectives, uh, but this isn't going to be me pretending like I have it all figured out. I don't. In fact, I think that's a beautiful part about these kind of explorations is that I don't have it all figured out. Um, I would argue that none of us do. This is something that's by nature complicated. We're talking about reality, the um nature of existence, what we're here for, our purpose. And so I don't expect easy answers to those questions and not sure that I have them. 
<laughs> but I feel like I found some. So with that, I'll give you kind of my backstory um, and why I feel like I'm in a good position to be a proxy for this kind of stuff for, for all of you. Um, for most of my life, I was Mormon. Um, so I'm just barely 29 right now, but I took it all the way. I was really serious about it when I was a youth. Um, and when I say took it all the way, I mean that in the, uh, Mormon sense of, I stayed through my youth and then I went and served a mission in Brazil for two years. And then I got married in the temple, uh, even briefly served as elders corn president, um, which it's not a huge deal calling, but it's a big enough deal, um, that, you know, you're in a leadership position within the church, at least for a local community, um, specifically for the men. But um, what I discovered is that my mission, in fact, had kind of shattered my faith. Um, and maybe one day I'll go into more details if there's interest about this. But the gist of it is that I came to value a certain scientific reasoning after my mission, um, and my faith alone wasn't doing it for me. Um, or at least it wasn't providing the benefits I'd been promised. I saw on my mission and afterwards a lot of things that made me uncomfortable about the church. Um, that's how we always refer to it as the church, as if it's the only one and breaking <laughs> breaking myself of that particular habit is still hard. Um, but so I went through this painful transition. It took years um, of where... Because this faith is so drilled in to all of us, and I feel there's kind of this insidious thing about <laughs> the Mormon faith specifically in that it makes um, the salvation, or more properly the exaltation of you as an individual somewhat dependent on your family also towing the line. So I was in a position where I feared I would lose my wife and my entire family because me stepping out of the faith was basically me saying, um, you guys are all going to go to heaven, but I'm going to sit this one out. Um, but after going through this painful transition, um, this fear, things turned out a lot better than me losing my wife and entire family. That didn't happen. Um, we kind of worked through it. We're still working through it. Um, I don't want to out her as what her spiritual process is, but we discovered, um, well, I discovered that the interest and passion that I had for things of the spirit was still there, even after feeling spiritually dead for quite a while after my mission. Um, so I rediscovered that and it felt like the shackles had been struck for me. One day at work, you know, I decided to listen to the book Siddhartha and that was the key moment for me of spiritual rebirth and it hasn't stopped since. Um, soon I was finding myself brought to tears by the words of Buddhist teachers like Thich Nhat Hanh and discovering that the feelings I'd felt during my Mormon years, aka the spirit, were, weren't at all exclusive to my religion, but they were a common human experience and had been for our entire history. I felt the same things meditating and putting into practice the things I was learning in these other religions that I'd felt when I was a Mormon youth, because I don't deny that I had spiritual experiences as a, as a Mormon. Um, 
I feel like most of them will agree on that sense that they definitely feel things and that's why they stick around. Um, you know, that feeling will even get them past obvious logical doubts that they see, things that make them uncomfortable. Um, so kind of just figuring out that this was a common experience, that it wasn't just the Mormons that felt the spirit, but it was the Buddhists, the Baptists, um, that it was evangelicals, Muslims. Everybody kind of gets a little bit of it, um, and maybe in a different way. Um, what soon followed after that was kind of a dissolution of all I thought I knew to be true about the human experience. What is reality kind of sounds like a question you ask after a few good bong rips. Um, but it's a question um, that made me question everything I'd ever believed true, including everything science had discovered. Science was a huge thing for me. Um, it's part of why I left is that I felt like I was in a world where people were just denying facts. We're still in that world. Um, where you have people who dedicate their lives to finding out what's true and what's not. And sometimes it just doesn't matter. <laughs> people believe what they believe. But I had come to value that scientific truth. But I went down that rabbit hole of like, okay, what does science have to say about what reality is? Um, what's going on here? Um, and it's what science had figured out that led to that question in the first place. Um, we found things out with, you know, Schrodinger's experiment and that, you know, some molecules only appear when we look at them or that our looking at them changes the way that they manifest. That, you know, you've got multiple universe theories, you've got parallel realities, holographic universes, things that are just as science fiction as Star Wars. Um, and that's not to mention the big granddaddy of them all that science seems to understand about fuck all, which is consciousness, the mind. Um, it seemed to me that the mind, which is something very important, and we know almost nothing about it, um, or do we? Um, as soon as I accepted that not even science, the thing that I trusted in the most, could properly explain what was going on here, um, the walls just came down since we don't really know what's real, period, anything goes. At least that's why I felt about it. Um, and I started getting into what I would call the woo-woo stuff. Um, shamanism. I know that's a loaded term these days, but um, shamanism, crystals, witchcraft, astral projection, you know, all this stuff that if you had asked me a year before I was looking into it, I would have told you there was no way. That's all a con. It's a lie. You know, it's people selling rocks to other people, telling them that they will heal them. I, I would have told you it was a sham. Uh, but I found myself surprised, like, um, despite being bothered by a lot of the New Age stuff um, and the kind of crunchy, hippie nature of it all, um, I gave it an honest shot. I walked the walk. I did what they told me to do and discovered that there's some real magic there. Um, and so that's the journey that I want to share with you all. Um, this journey of being open to what could be true. 
obviously you don't have to take my suppositions for, <laughs> um, for your own. You don't have to believe what I believe. Um, but I believe that there is value in looking into this stuff, um, looking into Christianity and where it went right, um, and taking the what works from it, but doing the same with Buddhism and the occult and magic and even fiction. Because um, I went through this process of having my world kind of tear, torn down. My cosmology, the things that I believed, the way I thought the universe worked fell apart and I had to rebuild it. And I did that by basically reclaiming stone from the fallen structures of, of other religions. Um, but I feel that sometimes having your walls torn down is a good thing and that you can see that the world is much bigger than it seemed. You know, I was trapped in this little hamlet of Mormonism and then those walls came down and I saw that it was such a small worldview. Not without benefit. There's definitely things that I took from Mormonism that I keep they're a part of my practice, but that there is a whole wide world out there of people who believe different things and that there's reasons that they believe them and that we need to examine that. So that's what we're doing. We're raiding the world for useful tech. Um, and while that might seem sacrilegious, I would argue that it isn't. Science, while it has failed in explaining reality to us in a satisfying way, um, it has proved something useful. It's that we as humans all feel a connection to the divine. You know, that God part of our brain that makes us feel these things. And that's on a kind of a materialist level, but that we're basically, we came equipped to feel these things. Um, and that we've always felt a connection to the divine, to spirit, that we know something bigger is going on here. Um, and even throughout my particular faith crisis, I never was able to shake that because um, <laughs> there's actually a fellow named Alan Chapman who wrote this book called um, Advanced Magic for Beginners, which, so once we start venturing into the cult, we'll talk about this a little more. But he viewed things from the point of view, he's just like, you can view reality, um, you, you've got a couple options here. And one, from the purely scientific materialist, you can believe that you are basically a meat robot on a cold uh, planet in the middle of space, and none of it means anything. So that's an option. Or you can believe in something more. So for a lot of people in the occult, it's that magic, that magic is real. You can believe that, that it can influence your life. Um, but you can believe that all of this means nothing, or you can believe that it does mean something. Now you get to define what that something is, and that's the beautiful thing about it. Um, the particular spiritual frameworks vary, obviously, from Christianity to Buddhism to you know witchcraft and the occult. But I think the the core feeling is the same: that there's something bigger going on here, and that we human beings have been using it and attempting to explain it from the very start. Um, and I would argue that spirituality isn't just about answering life's big, big questions, but about techniques and practices that enhance human life and infuse it with beauty and meaning. 
purpose and meaning are integral to our happiness as human beings. And that is a very much subjective thing. I feel like that's the central problem that we run into when it comes to religion and spirituality, is that we all go around talking about our particular spiritual framework as if it were objectively the truth trademark trademark and everyone else has it wrong and the one thing that i love about this the new age community is that you hear this phrase constantly just take what resonates with you and leave behind whatever doesn't serve you you hear that a variation on that phrase all the time the subjectivity is built into it that no one in that community claims to have the truth TM like that you have to follow their way or the highway. And I think that's, if we had approached religion in this way from the beginning, we as a human race could have avoided a lot of bloodshed and sorrow. And on my mission in Brazil, I ran into a phrase that like frustrated me constantly as a missionary from a church who claimed to have the one truth, and it was that all paths lead to God. People said that to me all the time. All paths lead to God. And now I've kind of come full circle and realized that they were kind of right. Um, there's a lot of ways to reach God or the all or Hecate or Nirvana or whatever you want to call it. And the most legitimate path is the one that works for you. Um, this is why I endorse this idea of the New Age Raid were the Vikings of the spirit plundering the bits that shine amongst the ruins of organized religion. Um, and I say that from my own experience and hope that sharing that experience with you is going to aid in building your own effective and beautiful way of connecting with the divine um, or spirit, or whatever you want to call it. Um, so looking through, um, there's some practices that I've hit and there's some practices I haven't yet. Um, so, the stuff that I've already kind of spent a lot of time learning about and studying, um, we'll start from there. And then you guys get to kind of share the journey with me as far as stuff I haven't looked into yet. Uh, one of the fun things about redefining your spirituality is there's so much to read. Um, <laughs> you get to this point where you want to know so much and there's almost infinite amount of resources. There's more books than I'm ever going to be able to read about Buddhism alone, probably. Um, but I know that during that process, I found effective ways of connecting to um, to what I would refer to as, as God. I kind of came full circle. I believed in Mormon God, and then I was angry at Mormon God, and then I was agnostic for a bit. And then I didn't know what I was. And now I just see God as a simplified term for something that's pretty complex to me at this point. But um, I, I'm not going to pretend to know everything here, and I think that's part of the fun. Um, we're all novices at some point, and I wanted to share that experience with you all as a radical new way of approaching spirituality. So I'm excited. This is kind of more of an introductory episode, just kind of talking about what we're going to be looking into, what to expect from me. Um, so I'll be working hard on kind of getting the first episode together on 
Buddhism, because that's where I started out, uh, reading Siddhartha and kind of Hinduism, Buddhism. They kind of, uh, they're kind of kissing cousins <laughs> in a way. And there's a lot of shared history there. Um, but that was the beginning for me. And I, it was definitely a powerful part of finding my spirituality. I still meditate. I still practice mindfulness and a lot of the Buddhist tenets of how you deal with life in general, how you deal with suffering. Um, so we'll go over that in the first official exploratory episode. Um, that being said, um, I'm in that podcast phase of where I'm going to say things like, I don't expect anybody to listen to this. I mean, hell, I don't think I'm going to tell my family because a lot of them don't even know I'm like not a Mormon anymore, <laughs> or at least they have a not correct view of how out I am. Um, but to those of you who do give it a shot, who do live it, uh, to who do give it a chance, listen to it. Um, obviously things are shabby right now. <laughs> and I appreciate your um, willingness to kind of suffer through bad audio and ums and ahs and stuttering while I figure out how to do this properly. I'm sounding nervous and, you know, I'll figure out the editing and stuff as we go along. Um, that being said, I see this as the beginning of a new kind of mission for me, not to convert anybody to my way of thinking, but I think we live in a world that's, it's tough. Um, no matter where you align politically or where you are in the world, I think we're seeing a lot of things that are scary and we don't. And I feel like there's a lot of people I mean, despite even all the things that I'd learned up to the point, you know, seeing events in the world scared me to death, you know, as a, as a father and a husband thinking about like, you know, I brought children into this world kind of a thing, you know, watching Australia burn is a recent one. Um, and I think the, the earth obviously keeps chugging. <laughs> Um, and I don't pretend to know enough about the science or whatever to say whether that's, you know, the end of the world or not. But I think we all could be better served um, by getting our cosmologies right, by having a deeper understanding of ourselves, of humanity in general, the the world we live in and of our purpose. And I think that's different for everybody. Um, but I figured that this is where my interests lie. This is where my skill lies um, in, in talking about spirituality, sharing that experience. And my hope is that doing so is going to be enriching for people like me. Um, I obviously think of a lot of millennials these days, as we call them. <laughs> uh, people my age seem to be leaving churches in droves. Um, I see it with Mormonism all the time. I read articles that 
memberships falling, people are leaving. And I'm kind of convinced that, you know, even a good chunk of the numbers that they purport aren't actually accurate. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm being cited as a statistic in the church, even though I haven't gone in a while and have no plans to return. Um, but I don't think you just leave spirituality in general and never come back to it. I think those questions about what we're doing here, about what reality is, I think they persist um, and that they need an answer. And so I kind of want to share the things that I've learned that I've figured out and hopefully it helps people. Hopefully we can start from here, this small kind of shitty podcast episode um, where 29 year old Mormon kid rambles on about his religious experiences um, and his ideas and we can build something better. Uh, a group of people who are interested in these things are having their own special experiences and sharing them with each other, helping each other grow. I think that's kind of the vision I have for it. Um, so in the spirit of that, <laughs> I'm going to ask for money. <laughs> I think it always sounds so greedy, but obviously this is something that I want to build and I can't do that unless I get some help. Um, I can keep making shitty episodes on my computer or on my phone, um, or we can try and make it better. Um, and that requires much more time on my part um, than being a dad with a day job and then recording a few crappy podcasts on the side. Well, let's not call them crappy. I want to <laughs> think positive um, as one of the big ideas of the new age would tell me to. So if you're interested in supporting the podcast and helping me out in dedicating more time, more resources towards making this way better, um, then I do have a Patreon set up. Um, it's a patreon.com slash new age raid. And you can go there. And if you decide to help, great. If you can, if you can't, that's fine. Um, also to those who would like to get in contact with um, me about the podcast or ideas, uh, you can reach me at newageraid at gmail.com um, and I'll be able to kind of respond to comments and questions from there. Um, that's another thing I'm excited about, at least one of the benefits of having a small beginning for a podcast is, is you can engage with people on an individual level until hopefully things get big. Um, and I hope I'll be able to continue with engaging with people on an individual level, but uh no shame in starting that right now. Um, to be honest, I see you guys as co-creators with me. Um, and un unfortunately, crass though it sounds, that begins with, you know, monetary support. But, you know, there's a lot of talented people out there who I want to have join me on making this kind of a great content. Um, so if you're interested in supporting uh, just go to patreon.com slash newageraid. And then uh, you can also email me at uh, newageraid at gmail.com. But thanks for listening. I hope you found something of value here. And uh, you'll return soon, hopefully within the week. I'll have an episode on Buddhism up. And we can talk about the useful tech that's there. Um, no disrespect to the Buddha, but 
He had a lot of great ideas. Don't know if I agree with his cosmology so much, but definitely useful stuff. Um, and I'm excited to talk about it. So we'll see you guys soon. And thanks for listening.